Betty Boo still doing the do, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. A great game at Old Trafford and the FA Cup finalists tomorrow. It's Friday, 14th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hunter-Raja. What album's that off, Fish? Come on, you know it. You know the answer to this question. Betty Boo. Do it again. Do it again. I, I know the song. Yeah. I don't know the album. Boo Mania. Boo Mania. Come on. How many times every season I remind you all of Boo Mania? Yeah. I don't know. I, I've honestly never heard this song before. Betty yeah. Boo's just doing the do and you won't do. No. And there's nothing you can do. You're just using this as an excuse to sing. You love singing together. <laughs> yeah, we she do. also did Where Are we're You, like, Baby. Like Robson and Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> and one extra And the one. other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's Friday, everybody. It's a fantastic Friday we've got for you. Everybody. You're not in charge of Friday. I think... It, well, for if, the next hour you I are. I think if someone was appointed in charge of Friday, I think... I wasted on you. What, do you think I'm a yeah, that's a good yeah, point, actually, yeah. wasted on you. Why is it wasted on me? I can't say, because it's a contractually obliged sponsored show. <laughs> you've got... Also, you've already got Sundays, haven't you? Yeah, I've that's got all, day. all the days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're taking you through to Sunday. Yeah. You did a 48-hour back-to-back session. Oh, I tell you what. You should not be in charge on the weekend. I am open to offers. Roy Keane should be in charge on the weekend. <laughs> yes, that would be a joyful occasion, yeah. wouldn't it? My goodness. But what a game it was at Old Trafford, Vish. Did you enjoy it or did you not enjoy seeing your team get beaten 4-2? Yeah, funnily enough. <laughs> funnily enough. Um, Can you not appreciate it from the neutral point of view? You know what? I could it's actually. supposed to be a professional broadcast. I know. <laughs> very, very Well, that was a little test there and he's failed it well, already. I'm not going to do the work because I support Man United. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> the game is rubbish there. Yeah. Bring on the European Super League. Actually, we'd get more of that, wouldn't we? Yeah. Don't. The yeah. bad Super League. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an incredibly entertaining game. I thought it was in, in, in typical silver lining. And I had to look for this silver lining. Yeah. I would say that's quite an important defeat for Manchester United to suffer, not least because with what's, what's happened this week with regards to, I suppose, how the Leicester game played out. And, mm-hmm. and certainly, like... You know the lead into it and the fact that it was a young team played. It did feel a bit like the end of like the end of term, uh, almost uh, like massively. Yeah, almost like that. Oh, you know, bring your own. You know, you you could bring your toy into the last day of school, but you'd yeah, like bring yeah. your own youth player into the to Old Trafford and <laughs> they'll get a start. Yeah. Um. And and it highlighted a lot of the issues that have actually been around. You know, for most of the season, certainly in the high profile games, such as when you know United got dumped out of the Champions League, there was a sense that they're a bit too chaotic, chaotic to do it against mm. like really, really good teams on a regular basis. And without Harry Maguire, they looked like an absolute rabble yesterday. Yeah, he, he, that was the, the the chat, wasn't it? That Maguire came off the best, of course, mm. out he, of all the money. His reputation certainly improved by his absence, yes. um, which is interesting because obviously he's an important player. I mean, he is, he, I mean, it might just be a case of, you guys, the fact that he just plays so often. Mm. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it was, it was the stat something like he's played more than any other player in Europe over the last 18 months or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, so he's played an awful lot. They're just so used to having him as part of the furniture Quite that possibly. maybe it makes such a big difference. I mean, it might also be that Victor Lindelof and Eric Bay aren't very good. That could be a Occam's razor type exercise. <laughs> I mean, there was a period of the game, and it happened throughout the game, but there was a, a, a prominent period of the game where Manchester United looked terrified and trying to bring the ball out, of course, and they, they lost a, a, a goal or two. I forget now. Definitely one goal they lost. It was an absolute you know, litany of sort of errors, if you like. But, I mean, I mean Gary Neville kind of summed it up in a moment where Manchester United, I think they just conceded 
when it was very sloppy play, then they tried it again and they nearly conceded. Neville just on the defending just went, oh, it's so scabby, it's not true. <laughs> scabby. <laughs> Lovely use of scabby. But you know when and the fan in him just sort of pops out for a moment. What, what do you guys think of uh, the Gary Neville? Oh, he does that a lot, doesn't he now? It's like his signature thing. I but quite like it. Something will happen and you won't hear any commentary. Mm. You'll just hear Gary Neville go, oh... Yeah, but of course, then, then there's the the extreme end of that scale. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. It's a broad church. Yeah, uh, I agree. There's a great um, video on YouTube of uh, Saved by the Bell, where oh. you know um, at, at that era of uh, you know American yeah high school show California Dreams. Yeah, yeah. but with, with a studio dudes with attitude, yeah. <laughs> kind of groovy. Don't, don't try and bring this to Luke. No. <laughs> yeah, but you know with Laid the live, dudes. live studio audience, you know when there's a kiss and there's like ooh, yeah. and then there's also like. Someone says some someone like this is the other person yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like, oh yeah. it's Neville. And it's it's cut together with Neville. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I would recommend watching that. Like, I quite like it because I think some people might see that as unprofessional, but I see it as a bit of an evolution of the commentators that we have now. And yeah, that it's, yeah, yeah. I think it adds something to it, especially without crowds. Uh-huh. Jamie Carragher was quite quiet, wasn't he, towards the end, which uh, was it Martin Tyler on com sort of said, Jamie, you've not, not said much in the last sort of few minutes, just basically hanging on yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Jürgen Klopp's first win at Old Trafford. Uh, but it, it was a good game. And uh, Roy Keane was obviously unhappy. Um, let's go to <laughs> Dean Henderson, saying he looks very, very small in goal. That fourth goal. <laughs> I just loved him saying that. I know. He looks that... so small. <laughs> But like Roy Keane would think the Minotaur is small. Yeah. yeah. What's he's doing? Get close to him. Get in his face. Why is he not big? Like I don't know, Dennis yeah. Irwin. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. have to listen. You're gonna have to be touched tight on the Balrog. Yeah. If you want to get anything out of the Balrog, you have to be touched tight. Yeah. Oh dear. Why is it cracking into space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, but I do get what you're saying though, because that fourth goal that killed it off. We've seen it all season. Thanos at the back post. <laughs> You've got to track him. You've got to track him. I don't know what he's thinking trying to take the glove off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Why exactly. is he not? It's him. It's yeah. him. When he went through that. He's got the final fucking infinity stone. <laughs> you finished? No, probably not. My brain's a bit slower these days. I won't do any more. Go, okay, you carry on. Poor um, Dean Henderson. Yeah, he What's ran... Grendel doing that? There sorry. we go. <laughs> he ran through. And Henderson was in goal, leaving an enormous gap to his right, Salah's left. And I thought, for a moment, I thought, oh, he's going to give the gap, say, basically, there you go. And he's going to make an unbelievable set. No, no, he he just let him score. He he just passed it into the net. It's a bold move for someone who's just hit 30 goals in a season again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who's this? Mo Salah, yeah, you're four for this. There's a great um, little sequence on Twitter where someone had photoshopped Henderson Uh just completely out of the goal. And I saw that. I was like, I don't remember that. And then someone replied to it and he was sat in the stance. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with the initial Photoshop when they move him across the side of the goal, to me, that undermines the entire point because the point is that you don't need to do that yeah, it was yeah. a ridiculous position from the being anyway yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you don't need to exaggerate it and and even if there was a tactic Marcus that you mm. were kind of anticipating from Henderson I don't remember Peter Schmeichel doing that no no no, 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 no I can't be more like Peter yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a high risk strategy it's the kind of thing that I've seen once or twice at like five a side level or something yeah. and I, I just well, goalkeepers that, do it for penalties don't they yeah, show, they, show yeah, them a bigger space they yeah. do yeah and uh, obviously a sort of a different in game scenario but I did just for a split second. I thought, "Oh, we're going to see something." It was like, "No, no, that was mm. just mm. Uh, you know." No, yeah, I know mm. what you mean. But I mean, I mean, Manchester United only Newcastle and West Brom have conceded more home goals in the Premier League this season than Manchester United. That is a startling fact. 
Vicious. Yeah, and Vicious, Vicious talked a bit about how like the, the area in front of the back four that the Man United fans haven't been happy with for a long while. So you think that's mostly the explanation for it? Yeah, I think so. You know, we, we I suppose if we look at Manchester City and the way people talk about Ruben Diaz and John Stones, mm. you know, they've obviously Ruben Diaz has obviously been brilliant and he's a lot of people's player of the season this year and that's helped John Stones. Fernandinho has helped them both, really. Mm, yeah. And having him back playing consistently and just like knowing, just having the know-how in, in, in such a, in a weird area of the pitch that not a lot of players get that is clearly so vital in not yeah. just protecting your back four but going forward as Are well. Are you saying Fred doesn't help Manchester United? I mean, I love Fred, but mm. I think I love him in the way that like I love, you know, toddlers in that like they're yeah. quite cute a bit chaotic yeah, 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 yeah. do mad shit and it's yeah. funny because they're not yours uh-huh. and then you have Fred in your defensive midfield yeah. you're like god I, this is actually our responsibility isn't it yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is though Fernandinho's only played you know he started 10 or 11 games in the Premier League this season I mean mm-hmm. you've got Rodri in, uh, Rodri in there well. yeah okay well Rodri as well yeah, yeah you can throw you know, mean, a similar the, type of player keeping, but... keeping the ball in the final third of the pitch does take the pressure True. off the defence a lot. And, and the other the other part of it is, one, one thing that Fred does really well is that he's got a lot of energy mm-hmm. and he can be quite good at winning the ball. Mm-hmm. And he can certainly, he's, he's, I don't know how to describe it in a, in a physical sense, but he's got a really great way of pushing off in different directions. So if he misses the first pass, mm-hmm. he can put pressure on the second man. So there's, there are times where he's, he's been actually been quite impressive. Mm-hmm. But... He does that all the time, mm-hmm. and his positional discipline is woeful. Mm. And so, when you've got someone like McTominay, who is very limited, still in a his young role, player as well, still a young player, yeah. But, but, there, but you know, there's a, there's a reason Scotland play him as one of their three centre backs, mm-hmm. um, and it's because he can play going forward, but he can be a bit, yep. you know, he, you know, he loses himself a little bit in on the pitch. And they, you know, that was a great example yesterday mm-hmm. when there's a reason that I can't remember for that. I think it was for the third goal or in the lead up to the third goal. Luke Shaw left back trying to dribble through the centre yeah. of the pitch because there was no real outlet. They don't really have the awareness mm-hmm. to receive and turn yeah. or know where the, the opposition players are around it's, it's, them. It's that kind of core four players, I think, if they are going to play a 4 2 3 1. It's the core players, the two centre-backs and the two midfield players. Because Maguire is an interesting character because he's clearly reliable. He's clearly got a lot to his game. Statistically, he, he ticks quite a lot of boxes. But he's also got some quite obvious flaws in his mm-hmm. game, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he's he's probably the only one out of those. Because if you think, you think last night was Bailly, Lindelof, Fred and McTominay. Mm-hmm. I mean, with respect, they're not going to win a Premier League title with those players mm-hmm. playing in important games. Yeah, now, yeah. I, I know that it's not necessarily an important game last night unless you want to go down the road of, oh, a game against Liverpool is always important because it's mm-hmm. Manchester United. They've got, they've got one on the Europa League final. They're going to finish in the top four, blah, blah, blah. But going forward, for Solskjaer to maximise what he can, what he can out of being the coach of Manchester United, they need to stop conceding goals, yeah. and that's linked to what I've just said. Those four players there, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think if you McTominay's game, but he's not he's not a top level player, and he's twenty four. I know you guys said he's young, but he's twenty four now. No, no, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I mean, they need sorry, a, sorry they, they need um, a defensive midfielder in there who, mm. who can have a bit of responsibility, but you know, a seasoned defensive midfielder. Well, yeah. You need a base in there, don't you? I yeah. mean, also if you're Donny Van der Beek, I know he's not quite that type of player but you'd still if, if you were him you'd be still very disappointed that you're not getting in that side and then you look at the other two players who are in that sort of midfield and, uh, and uh, around there you know Pogba and Fernandes you know unbelievable quality and again I thought you, you know you remember who Pogba was playing with I know it's a few years ago now but the Juventus midfield he was playing in I mean it's light years uh, it, it was so much better than, than what he's playing in now so you think they have to go and, and target that position in the summer because you don't want other people coming in and trying to poach the other players and so on. I know their wages and they're going to be huge 
uh, uh, command huge transfers and and whatnot. But they they have to strengthen there. Yeah, definitely. I, I was trying to think of like who I'd want. I was keen to ask Brassel about Dylan Zachariah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fernandinho who, for a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Obviously, Declan Rice is you know someone mm-hmm. whose name keeps popping up. Well, they're crying out he's, for Declan Rice, aren't they? Everyone is. But yeah, well, yeah, as you said, everyone is. I don't know if Manchester United can can beat other teams to the pond. Certainly, like Chelsea seems to be quite a popular destination mm-hmm. in terms of like who he's been touted to. Friends with Big Mace, isn't he? That's why. Is that right? Is him, him Kept that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> him and Mason Mount are best pals. Yeah. I don't know if that have anything to do with it, but I mean, we've got to sign Mason Mount as well then. Yeah. <laughs> Get them all in. Yeah. You know, it's definitely an area to. Um, to strengthen and and I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with Sancho this year because it does sound like they want to go in again for him and yeah. that was such a distraction last summer I mean yeah, yeah. yeah to see how well, a good win for Liverpool Mark a very good win for Liverpool yeah I mean, mentioned on them you know considering that uh, you know they've had sort of terrible luck with injuries you know yeah. going way back uh, to the start of the season you know and I think I think people do sometimes forget that about Liverpool it's not been a brilliant season for by their own high standards. I, I, I totally get, you know, Van Dyke being the obvious one. Um, but one can forget, and they, they, they're now, you know, I think people may be written them off for Champions League. Well, that win brings them right back in it. And you've got all the other sides in there who will be thinking, ah, oh, bloody hell, man, you know, you could have done us a favour there. Um, but it was mm. a good win. Living, winning at Old Trafford is always a good result. I think it's, um, you know, Jurgen Klopp's first win uh, at, at Old Trafford. Although it was a bit disrespectful from, from uh, Sadio Mane to leave him hanging at yeah. the end of the game. Luke. People love a bit of that, don't they? They do, yeah. Most yeah. handshake. The bust up on the training ground, all the rest of it. Yeah, Klopp was like, let's have a little high five. And Manny was like, no. Although Roy Keane said, these high fives nowadays, I wouldn't have wanted a high five from my manager. Even if we'd have won the league, I'd be doubtful. <laughs> doubtful. Doubtful. Hang on, what, yeah. are you do- what are you doing? What's your agenda? We have just here? won the league. I'm not sure. <laughs> I am not sure about What's that. What's your still. agenda here? <laughs> Yeah, Roy Key's loving the distancing. He is. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> loving it. He, he, he yeah. really is. Um, but uh, Liverpool, you know, I mean, look, Trent Alexander-Arnold, what a joy it was, Luke Moore, to he, see him play last night. He played really well. She reminded uh, Gareth um, that he's still very much interested in being in this gang. Southgate was in the stands, Exactly, apparently. exactly. But it's, it's it's definitely, I was saying to you guys just briefly beforehand, wasn't I, that it's a conundrum because, I mean, it's not really a conundrum because Luke Shaw will be in the squad come what may, but mm-hmm. Shaw didn't have a great game well, up against Arnold. And, but there's, there's, the competition is completely yeah. different. Well, look, we, side, you know, we, spoke on the Lions Watch podcast um, that, that we do uh, and and saying how Chilwell and Shaw there's such fierce competition it's very difficult to put something between them what a performance like that I know we say oh it's just a one off and it's just uncharacteristic like I know but the, the, with the margins we're talking about now that can influence the manager well it can but I think also um, I don't think there's ever been any doubt about Alexander Arnold's ability going forward. I mean, I was talking about Luke Shaw and Chilwell there, but but in terms of Alexander oh, Arnold, okay, but, yeah, but, yeah. but to flip that, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Alexander Arnold, you see the passing range, and you think to yourself, the way England set up, without making this too much about England, you know, the way Liverpool play, you know, very pacey on the wings and so on. England could do something similar with those raking passes, the set piece delivery. I mean, he's such a weapon. He's an he's an absolute asset for sure. I completely agree. But Shaw didn't have his great um, didn't have his greatest appearance uh, performance last night. Um, mm. But not not that necessarily that matters in terms of the squad. But yeah. I take your point about who who starts the first game for England. But mm. it was a good win for Liverpool. Always, it was, yeah. as you said, it was always a good win to win at. Old Trafford, I just felt it felt a bit like not quite so much as the Chelsea Arsenal game the night before, but it felt a bit like a kind of I know what you mean. Let's just get through this, yeah. we'll get towards the end of the season. Well, now. in terms of the protesters, you know. let's get through them. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the protesting thing is is also something that's probably not going to go away. Um, and obviously, the United players had to turn up really early for the game last night, didn't they, to avoid it all? Um, yeah. Six hours before kickoff, yeah. Manchester United players got there. Mm, there was a there was a great rumor during the rounds that the game had already been played earlier in the day. <laughs> And wow, that, and then oh, we were just going to wow. see a repeat. And then Manchester United won three one. 
<laughs> Who makes all that Didn't stuff? Didn't play that game, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Put that on. No, no wonder they look so knackered for the second yeah. game. <laughs> what are people getting out of that, making oh, that up? It's mad, isn't it? I think Fred was chasing the decoy bus. Do you think? How about that? Yeah, so that Liverpool learned from last time, a decoy bus. You've got, to, you've got to say that's a lovely bit of stuff. That it's is. great, but it's really good and it's perfect for the ramble. And I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I will take it all day long. But what have we come to? I know, yeah. I thought this as well. This is brilliant. All for a game of fucking football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, can remember, um, I can remember reading, I forget what it was now, some event, and it was when Donald Trump was American president, right? And he was, he was in the, it was when he visited the UK. Mm. And they had, I think, two, um, whatever they're called, um, Marine One helicopters, oh, yeah. and no one knew which one he was on. Mm. These are president, security, yeah. all the rest of it. Should we really be doing that for football? I mean, <laughs> is that necessary? If we need to do it, it's a sad indictment. No, of course. But, well, no, but I, you can but, understand the protest. No, I understand though. the pro- I understand the protesters wanting, wanting to protest. Of course, mm. I do. But I don't understand uh, the fact that the particular. I mean, I'm not su- suggesting this was the case, but if it were the case, if they've put on a decoy bus because they're worried about the safety of the players, yeah, that's, I don't agree with that. No, no, of course. So the protesting thing. But of I, think course it's, I, I think it's probably not the, the the safety of the players. Although inevitably that would be the case because if they're stopping a bus and you have a a big mob surrounding a bus, there's a safety issue there. Yeah. There's no two ways about that. But to give the protesters, um, you know, in the spirit of what they're doing, I don't think they're wanting to attack anybody. They're just basically wanting to, as they did last time, hold up the game and so on. So you know, on the on these buses that carry teams all the windows are blacked out yeah. obviously not the windscreen that'd be yeah. reckless yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> no but they're not black they're only blacked out one way no, no, you no, can yeah. see through them from the inside no, no, yeah no. but the windscreen no, they are blacked out but he wears night vision the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, so you can't see into the bus but the yeah. driver you can see the driver when, yeah. he, when he's driving them yeah, yeah. so does he have to pretend there's like people in there is he like Oh yeah, no, yeah. we're just five minutes yeah. away. They've all, they've all got like grey-haired wigs on. And yeah, stuff, yeah. they're like it's just full of sex dolls. Yeah, <laughs> why are you? Well, because they're from? easy to get, aren't it's they? Your solution to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they? they someone did in. that. <laughs> <laughs> we went home together. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a case with some of the? Was it in Italy? Probably in Italy. But they, uh, um, because the, you know when they were. Had to play games behind closed doors. They filled the stands with mm. sex dolls. I think it was Japan, actually. South wasn't Korea, it? I think. South Korea. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. What, yeah. what were you just referencing yeah. that? Well, because yeah, well, I mean, they got spares. Just put them in the bus. <laughs> Something else that happened with sex dolls. <laughs> Great, <laughs> excellent. Very, you know, many uses. Yeah, I'm saying. indeed. Yeah. Well, Liverpool, they've got to get past Big Sam on because uh, he's protesting. They have to physically well. get past him. They have to get past him and his team, uh, of course. Because uh, he would, he would love to. Uh, even though they're already down West Brom, he'd like to be uh, influential in who qualifies for the Champions League. Yeah. Play his uh, part, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, elsewhere last night, uh, Aston Villa drew nil nil with Everton. It was the two hundred and sixth meeting between these two sides. The uh, most the one to remember. Yeah, the most played match in English league football. Fucking history. felt like it. <laughs> Absolutely felt like I played all of them on the same night. That's what it felt like to me. I mean, a couple of chances missed and whatnot. But the big news was that Jack Grealish returned for the first time since mid-Feb. Uh, yeah. Dean Smith said he won't start, uh, he won't be fit to start against Crystal Palace uh, on Sunday. But that's good news for Villa and, and good news for England, Vish. So, I, you know, as the two Lions watch men, I was going to put it to you that, you know, with these extra three places that international teams can now have... You're not getting Euros. in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for you yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil Jones? Are you going to yeah. say Phil Jones? Well, no, but, but you're not enough of a threat to set pieces. <laughs> but do you think those three? Because I, I wondered if they'd be used for for you know a utility player. 
but could they be used for someone who needs to get up to fitness where you know oh, that yeah, could yeah, be a greedish yeah, yeah. old now potentially you could definitely take more of a gamble but the problem is yeah. Marcus and I were saying you, mm. we've got it's a difficult squad to pick anyway because there's so many good players yeah so it doesn't really it's really it's a really welcome addition isn't it Marcus but it's, it, there's there's a lot of different ways you can use them. I'd use it for all four right backs. Just yeah. I can't bother <laughs> all the tweets and then play them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the back four. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I genuinely because of the way the games were fi- the fixtures were scheduled last night. Uh-huh. Obviously, Aston Villa Everton was at six, and and the game yep. we've already talked about was later. I knew this couldn't happen, mm. but my brain was telling me instinctively watching this game last night. They better get on with this yeah. because. We're not, it's not going to be time for the next kick because <laughs> it felt so yes, slow. Yeah. Yes, and I thought to myself, Do you know what? If you're not going to make the effort, yeah, don't make me make the effort. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Maybe the protest. I thought like last time the protest. They might delay it a little bit. Give me time to get settled in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it felt. Like, it felt like it went on. I felt like the 206 games they've played between each other in Premier League history, these two, I felt like they played a good half of them last night. <laughs> Do you reckon Aston Villa and Everton fans were breaking in and just ushering them off? Oh, let's go, come on, let's go. Yeah. They're protesting the game was actually happening. <laughs> the goalkeeper got man of the match, didn't he? The Aston Villa goalkeeper. He had everything you need for a shit game. Yeah, you did, yeah. To the point of, we, we, we got that stat, we got Jack Grealish in the running order and we also could, Edison cut Richarlison's hair like Ronaldo's in 2002 <laughs> earlier this week. That would have made it in any way. Yeah, I think I think so. it would have done on the ramble. Although though. Richarlison looked like he had too much hair for this game. Do you think that was from a time before? Maybe. Might well have been. It could have been. Either, I, I, either I, um, way, it's enjoyable. I, I'm, I'm really, really pleased to see Grealish back. I don't want Grealish to become one of those players, almost yeah. like an Ian Wright, who mm-hmm. never makes it to a big tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. because of unlucky. Mm-hmm. Well, he's one, one of the tournois. True, actually. Yeah. I want him to be like Ian Wright. <laughs> <laughs> win a major trophy with England. <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, Ian Wright's always, he always kind yeah, of, yeah. he was so passionate about playing for England and he was always, right. he never let England down or anything. Mm. But his, the injuries came at such a bad time for him mm. among a period where he had so much competition for places, which is similar again to yep. the Greenish situation. Uh, it would be awful if he were to be a player who never went to a major tournament with England. Yeah, no, I, I think he's so talented. and I, I'm really pleased to see him back. Yeah, no, I do agree. But if not, though, then he should go and be a pundit for England in the World Cup. And when they face a fierce rival like Argentina, he should stand above the uh, yeah. opposition fans and taunt them. Yeah. <laughs> or could he perhaps play for another nation? <laughs> yeah. Or have we done that? Not anymore. <laughs> Not yeah. anymore, I'm yeah. afraid. Well, of course, if you like a bit of England chat, and we know you bloody well do, uh, Lions Watch, uh, we have a, li- a brand new episode of it tomorrow. It's out tomorrow. Luke and I will be discussing the latest England news and looking back on that glorious night in Seville in 2018. Yeah. Oh. I also took the time to speak to Alex Holliger, who's a Croatian mm. football expert, about what England fans um, can expect from facing Croatia in the first game in the Euros, which is absolutely fascinating as well. So I really recommend you give it a listen. Absolutely. Get over to Football Ramble Presents tomorrow morning for that. the echo on Henri's yeah. voice then. he sounds like he's trying to shout at his dog who's run across Richmond Park <laughs> yeah. and, and upset a load of deer uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway it's time for emails Some 
Well, that's from Jason Mercer. Playing favourites. Disrespectful. Yeah, or Mason Mercer. Yeah. He's loving Kate Mason, isn't he? Yeah. It could be a pseudonym, couldn't it? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Did sound a bit like Kate. (laughs) Oh, Vish, you've got an email. I have an email from Matt Fanthorpe. Yesterday, I was picking up a girl for our first date. All was going well until I got in my car to take her home. As I got in the car, my phone decided to start playing the podcast through my car speakers, only for Pete and Vish to spend at least 10 seconds screaming and swearing, including several mentions of fuck off. (laughs) Needless to say... I've been on the back foot ever since. Yeah. <laughs> I would argue yeah. that some would find that... Erotic? Yeah, a little bit. Just, you know... Name these people. Yeah. Pete and I. I would have you as more erotic than Pete. More erotic? Yeah. As in would make you more erotic? Because I think there's, with, with you, I think there's more of an element of trust. <laughs> Yeah, with Pete, you never know what you're going to get. Oh. But but then that that is that that kind of air of deceit that Pete has is quite erotic. We get we get well, <laughs> it depends on what you like. Mm. We get a lot of people saying, "I was I put the um I put the, the podcast on for, on the school run the other day, mm. and and I looked at it and I saw it was hosted by Kate. Oh no, I saw it was hosted by Jules, and it had Luke on it, and 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 the podcast and you and you started swearing in front of my kids. It's like. I haven't started swearing in front of your <laughs> no, kids. No. I've sworn on the show. Yep. You've been the delivery mechanism there. Swearing since 2007 yeah. Yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have gone nowhere near swearing in front of anyone's kids. You've done that as parents. Yeah. Take maybe, responsibility. Maybe right. we could offer that as a Patreon extra. Yeah, okay. We'll, well swear I, at you quit. Yeah. <laughs> Is he also like, you know, I don't know, getting in touch with Frankie Boyle saying, I put your stand up on in front of my kids. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, ridiculous yeah, fish. Exactly right. That's what it is. And if you're going to do a... Look, Marcus, the way I feel about it is this. There's an email jingle about Vish. Mm. It says Vish every time the whole yeah, way through. Yeah, that's right. There's one about Mason. Uh-huh. Not one about me or you, is there? Well, there's a few mentions of Sven, so I kind of latch onto that. True. Okay, so you call <laughs> what you need. Um, Pete the Tit is involved in one of them. Yeah. Calls him Pete. The only one, the only one I've got reference to me is when someone says, if you if you think Luke's talking shit or something like that. Is this a plea? No, I'm just saying. Sounds like it's a plea. I'll do my own fucking jingle. <laughs> oh, dear. Get your Luke jingles in to show footballramble.com. No, just send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Right, gentlemen. Um, it's FA Cup final weekend. It is Which feels weird, one. doesn't it? It, it does feel weird. weird. Well, because it's not the end of the season. Are we trying the, to get up for it? It's not the end of the league season. Mm. It sort of comes around and you go, ah, no, don't do it like that. No, I, I quite like it because the, the league's basically done and the two teams who you're a bit oh, wonder if they keep the top four are in the FA Cup final. Yeah, so it doesn't feel like you're missing anything. Yeah, they're playing each other the following week. And yeah. I know, but this is... That would be better if they were having that game before the Cup final. Why yeah, we sucking each other out? Why don't we stop? We, well, we can stop the buses, can't we? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Spurs and Nottingham Forest had a game not f- long before they played each other? In the, was it the 91? 91. And yeah. Lineker said that he, he said that I can honestly say it's the only time in my career where I didn't give it like 100% on the pitch mm. because they had, I forget who it was, marking him rather than Des Walker. Because obviously oh. you'd think Walker would pick him up because Walker is a fantastic player uh, and their main defender. so much pace. Yeah. And, and so. So they put someone else on Lineker just to kind of see how it goes. And Lineker realised what they were doing. So he said he just slightly went easy. And uh, uh, and then in the FA Cup final, that's how Forrest lined up. And uh, and and I think he said Des Walker, who liked a bit of a chat during the yeah. game, said, 
it worked and they put yeah. him on him and Lineker was like oh was it now Lineker did miss a penalty he didn't score in the yeah. game but they did win the game though Vish um, Des Walker's the end the start of the end of Des Walker's career was I remember um, watching I think it was England Holland at Wembley 2-2 two, two. think it could have been and it was Mark Overmars Overmar, yeah. and everyone used to sing for those listening who aren't quite as old as us everyone used to sing you'll never beat Des Walker because yeah. he was so quick yeah. and it was like almost like they started singing it and everyone was like you'll never oh he has done Yeah. <laughs> oh he has done again he never got the memo Mark <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the end yeah. of that chance. he's the fastest human being we've ever seen <laughs> yeah so, so, uh, do you, so on the Lineker thing do you think Timo Werner's been playing the long game maybe <laughs> maybe I've had this for five years Chelsea <laughs> I think yeah I get the golden boot in my sixth <laughs> I'm saving all my goals up for yeah. the. Uh, but but for me, look, he I, did get one in a Champions League semi final. Have a bit of respect. He did. I yeah. think he's had an all right. I mean, look, he's, he's not added goals to his game, which you'd be disappointed about. But I think he's, he's busy. Had, and he's created. Yeah, he's, his first first season in it, amongst it. Mm. Um, I, I think that um, the, the, the 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 FA Cup final for me. I'm not one of these against modern football people across the board. You know, yeah. some people just go, oh yeah, it was great back in the day for this, that, and the other. Right. Mm-hmm. I, li- I lived through the nineties. Parts of it was shit. Uh-huh. Policemen so, were shorter. Yeah, they were young, younger. They were yeah. younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the FA Cup final should be mm. and perhaps even if we give them a, a pass for this season because of the Covid restrictions because of the condensing of the season this season aside the, the FA Cup final should be on its own weekend yep. and it should be at the end of the season and it should be on a Saturday <laughs> and it should be at 3 o'clock it should be protected and you're, you're chuckling yeah. at me because I'm like an old man right it's not like that. No, I agree. This is culture and heritage in this country. It should be protected. The same way when they sold off all the BBC television centre for fucking flats should be a museum it's culture Protect your culture. Fish lives in one it. of those flats. <laughs> yeah, he right. doesn't. Not, not on the ramble wages. Rent <laughs> <laughs> <Bent> it out. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I agree with you, and I, I assumed there was the with the mitigation of COVID and also the um, the Euros coming up. But yeah, I, I think there's a, there is a lot to be said for that because I think one of the you know, and I suppose it's more pronounced in Leicester City than it is with Chelsea this time around, but. When you see the way some of those players are looking at it and talking about the FA Cup mm. final, you can st- still see that magic is still there with the players, of the course. players who've grew who grew up watching it. You know, I, I you know I, I'm I'm 35, so I grew up watching it where it starts at 8 a.m. and then yeah, <laughs> they're yeah, outside the right. team hotel, yeah, following exactly. all the buses down, exactly. and it really was a, an occasion. And I think it would be quite an easy win for the FA, in, you know, especially from what we've seen over the last month, where mm-hmm. we've had so much rallying against what the game. It's threatening to become, and how easy it is actually to to hold on to mm-hmm. to the great not, things of what we have. But it's yeah. not within their power, is it? Because they don't control aspects of the Premier League that they need to be able to control to do it. Well, uh, but they control enough about uh, the TV revenue where they could they could use TV companies to help them push this on, and where they, they could have their own standalone weekend, or at the very least. Give it pride and place on a on a Sunday. Yeah, I, but I think I think the trouble is that you have the Champions League final on the 29th yeah, of May, yeah. which is it's a bit tricky. And then you've you got the Europa League on, a, on midweek as well. And then you're into the you know you're yeah. into the uh, into June and the Euros and the pre Euros. But Marcus, I think, I think the point, one of the points I wanted to make, and I think I'm right in saying that it was the company that broadcasts the FA Cup final moved it to 5 p.m. or whatever it is this year, 5:15. Because statistically, that's when most people watch TV, and it's seen as a right. bit of a kind of. Oh, well, I, I agree every, with the time. Yeah, so it's more of a kind of broad and I, thing. And I disagreed watch. with having the final in Lisbon as well for the <laughs> FA Cup. Um, but uh, <laughs> in, in China, that's right. Yeah, um, but it, 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 I think one of the, the things about the FA Cup, again, you look back at the winners in the last sort of twenty years and whatnot. 
it's usually the big sides, other than it is. Other mm-hmm. than the, and that, the, the Pompey boys and Wigan. Well, and that's the biggest po- that's the biggest popping of the bubble where people say the clubs don't take the FA Cup seriously anymore. Yes, exactly. They, they take it seriously enough to fucking win it. Yeah. So but, I mean, what else do you want? But I think you know your neutrals will probably be cheering on brother Brendy and Leicester. Yeah. Um, and and he challenges players to create an incredible legacy by leading the club to their first ever FA Cup and their first final uh, in the FA Cup since 1969. They've had not bad history in the League Cup actually of late. Yep. Uh, you know, in in, uh, in recent times, um, but it's it is a decent game. This uh, Chelsea do have that Champions League final on their on on their plate at some point soon, and I mean, I, it's a real challenge for some sides. We we saw um, the obvious one in '99 with Sir Alex Ferguson uh, using his squad rotation very very well and winning, making sure they won that final, and then they were good to go. Uh, in Munich, obviously they had um, a couple of uh, notable suspensions then. But it is a challenge for Tuchel this to to sort of think right. We've got to go full throttle here. We want to win the FA Cup. But two weeks later, they're playing the biggest game in club uh, in club football. Um, so it's a, it's a challenge for him. But but Brendan Rodgers and uh, he, he said about Johnny Evans um, that he's going to be assessed ahead of the final. He's hopeful because Johnny is a warrior. But he's missed Leicester's last two games with injury, which would be a big miss. He's a key. He's a key player for them. Absolutely key. And I think. They'll be heartened that they beat Manchester United at Old Trafford without him. Man United played a very weakened team there as well, yes, didn't they? So it's yeah. kind of difficult to, to kind of judge that really, I think, on terms, in terms of the form. Uh, Leicester have had a, quite a difficult run to the cup final as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've played a lot of other Premier League teams, obviously got past Manchester United and Southampton. They had the preferable um, draw in the semi-final. They did, but before that, but, but I mean, but they, they've also, I mean, even the, the non-Premier League teams they've played, Stoke, and uh, Brentford, who are you know a decent team, and have come mm-hmm. as close as you can come to getting into the Premier League of actually getting into it, and they've been good for a while now. Mm-hmm. So they've had a difficult run to it. Fine, you'd expect them to get past Southampton. Um, but, but Chelsea look impressive beating Manchester City in the semi-final. Absolutely right. So it'll be a it'll be a really interesting game. But you, I, I I've got nothing against Chelsea really. I'd like to see, but I'd like to see Leicester win it. Yeah. Do you think they should? Um... Get Brandy something to shout about. Yeah, I think so. Jamie Vardy, he will have played in all 13 rounds of the FA Cup. That's amazing. That's very which cool. Is, that. Which is quite a stat, that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't back against him getting a, getting a vital one. Well, and you would expect him to play out front with Ian Acho, Vish, with his scoring at the moment. I mean, Ian Acho's been incredible this uh, sort of second half or whatever it is of, the, of this season you know, because he was very much a bit part player. And now he's like their main goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we mentioned it on the show last week basically about how through. You know the the injuries and, and the specific type of injuries Leicester have have had that he's been able to play a bit more of a withdrawn role where mm-hmm. he can roam a little bit more, which yeah. is what certainly people who've who've watched him from a young age have said is his best position. He's not necessarily an out and out striker. Mm-hmm. I I look at this game and I think we're we could see an example of the power of of silverware when it comes to Leicester City because mm-hmm. I I think. Even without this game, you can't argue that over the last three years, mm-hmm. they've shown an impressive amount of development yeah. and the where they are now on the mm-hmm. cusp of the Champions League, having having just missed out last season. They've got to, they've got to do it this season, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about, you know, how many of those players in there have won the won the Premier League, for example. And I think, like, with some loose research, I think like three of the fifteen players who've, who've played the most this season. Mm-hmm. Won the won the Premier League in 2015-16. So that's um, Schmeichel. You know, Schmeichel, Vardy, and All Brighton. All Brighton, yeah. yeah. And and so you've got Fuchs and Morgan who who are still uh-huh. there. Yeah. And well, obviously jo- Johnny is injured anyway. I think. Yeah, exactly. As in like at the club, sure, sure. yeah. Mm. Um, and then you've got Johnny Evans who's who won three league titles with Manchester United. And we always talk about oh, it's important to have those players in your mm-hmm. in your team so mm-hmm. they can tell the other players what it's like to 
win a competition and when it gets hard, how to how to stand up. But also the players need to do it themselves. Yeah. And this is, to me, a best, a, you know, a great way of almost ripping off that band-aid, being like, right, mm-hmm. th- this is the way to mm-hmm. do it. If you if you have, if you've gone on that run, beating those teams that Luke's pointed out, mm-hmm. if you're then going to best a team like Chelsea in a one-off game yeah. at Wembley, yeah. it's going to have such a profound effect on that whole squad mm-hmm. that if they do get Champions League football and go into next season, they're not going to feel like first-timers. They're going to feel like, well, this is just a natural progression for us. Well, and the, this is the next step and we belong here. And the way Rogers got Tielemans in into the club, yeah. he sold that to him. Well, he's, you know, he's got a few more cards to play with. Well, hang on, we've got Champions League football. We just won the yes. FA Cup. We're going yeah. places. They could really do something in the summer transfer-wise, uh, of course. Um, but they're going to have to get past Chelsea. Well, and, I was going to uh, say, two two words mean that they've got a chance and that's Kepa starts. Yeah. <laughs> And if what we did, know about Kepper at Wembley, he, do, he doesn't want to come off, does he? He on his own terms, doesn't he? <laughs> what do you think of that, Luke? Hey? I think, uh, well, Tuchel said it today in the newspapers. I read it on the way in this That's morning. Right, yeah. He said he's, he's going to start the football, he's going to start the match. And so, I mean... Do you think he knows he, he has no say? Oh, it's Wembley. He, he decides what happens. Yeah, he's here. already there. He's in the goal with his kit on. Squatter's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's left since 2019, <laughs> League Cup final. I, uh, I, I find it an interesting dynamic because you know, what we find is a lot of the big teams they they, they will play their you know, their second choice keeper for want of a better phrase in the cup competitions, and then it, if you do get all the way to the cup final, then you have to make a decision. And I think um, we've seen City do it, haven't we? Seen Pep Guardiola do it with Zach Steffen playing in the cup competitions. Arsenal in the FA Cup last year, exactly. Oh, awesome. What they're fucking doing today? No, but you know, Martin, they won it. Martinez was yeah, gone yeah. and they sold Martinez. Yeah, he's, got, he's moved to Villa. It's yeah. like every, every, every decision made there is done at round <laughs> yeah, via a prism of the club shop. <laughs> so, basically, they're, they're, yeah. a, um, they're a lifestyle brand, mm-hmm. a part time football team. So, like, everything they do is done through. They basically ask the duty manager of the club shop who to pick. Gunnar and a tombola. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But do you respect the Arsenal football club? <laughs> Of course I do. They're an amazing club, but I'm, I reserve the right to take the piss out of it. Yes. Um, uh, and anyway, so it's it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it, how you do it? Because clearly, he thinks Edward Mendy's a better or more suitable keeper for his team than he does Kepa. Kepa's not going to start the Champions League final, for instance, mm. and he doesn't start Chelsea's more really important Premier League game. So it's a gamble, I think. But at the same time, if you don't play him after you've played him in every round, mm. you kind of you undermine his confidence even more. Yeah, so yeah. I just think it's an interesting situation. Well, but on Leicester though, if they can win the FA Cup and finish in the top four, that'll be a hell of a season. And dare I suggest it would be Wenger esque? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> he, he's got to be manager of the year if they do that. I know that all the votes. Are he's already on. listen. You're talking to Marcus. He's brother Brendy. Of course, he's manager of the year. <laughs> I also like the. He's like, never heard of David Moyes. Well, I uh, Hodgson might be. Uh, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> I like the way you you frame that as like you know obviously. Kepa's the, the cup goalkeeper, but mm. Mendy will start the Champions League final as if he's been like, to say to him, you're my cup keeper. Well, not that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the other one. Not, not, yeah. the big yeah. cup, not the big cup. <laughs> um, well, there will be scenes of celebration from Chelsea or Leicester yeah. after that uh, cup final. There were scenes of celebration, of course, uh, for Manchester City players and staff. They had a they had a big old party on Tuesday at the training ground when the, the title was decided. Um, there were some lovely quotes from Pep after uh, this party he said the best moment of the evening was when the pizza arrived um, he couldn't say which was uh, his favourite flavour um, as he said he wasn't in the best condition to decide but we'll leave that there but he said <laughs> we drank a bit we danced we hugged a lot we remembered how good it was then at 11.30 15 pizzas arrived and that was the best moment of the night um, all of them were so good I love how he talks about pizzas like he talks about his players yeah, they were he, just so good they were just the, 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 the character of these pizzas not only as a dish 
but as a I, I think he as comes, a sight. I think he came across as really sweet. In this he did. Yeah, he I, did. I, I'm a little bit worried. I don't think 15 pitches is enough. What for? T- how many? Like, you're talking first team squad and staff. So it's yeah. more than 30. They could yeah. have been extra super de duper I mean, pizzas. They are, they are professional be. athletes as well, though. So they probably don't overeat as much as the rest of us. They've deserved it. But yeah. they do like a pizza. I, I, yeah. Do you think? But then, of course, well, I because he started saying that he got congratulatory messages from Jurgen Klopp and Carlo Ancelotti. It was very nice. No word from Mourinho yet. Um, <laughs> but I wonder if Sir Alex thought maybe I'll head down there, and he saw the pizza yeah. delivery. He thought I'm not going anywhere near them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. Well, well, if you if you are organising the party, I'm curious here. So if I give you both a scenario, you're organising a party, and there's eight people, including mm. you, going to be there, mm. and you've been told you've got to order pizzas. Six. You're ordering six. How many are you ordering? I'll just go with vicious six. How many would you order, though? Just do your own answer. Six. <laughs> Fine. So if there were 30 people, I'd order 20. There you go, then. Yeah. That's not the same ratio, because that's only a third. Before, it was three quarters. Oh, Yeah, so, but, but like... it. Yeah, that's. I just point, don't. Yeah. Want, I don't want them to go hungry, and I, I think they are professional athletes, but they also burn a lot of calories. Well, so. it depends because Pep said here in England the parties uh, are always just alcohol, not food. So maybe yeah. the English boys didn't have any. Hold on, you can change our football. You can do all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to change our drinking. No, you don't I, think you are? I was <laughs> extremely. Uh, I felt very disrespected from that. Um, he said, "I don't understand why, but in that moment, it was perfect." <laughs> oh, he's so starry-eyed, isn't yeah. he? What is he going to be like if they were in the Champions League? Yeah. Well. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe yeah. we won't. But they've got Newcastle uh, to play. Uh, <laughs> it's got afterthought on it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which oh. uh, that is a nice little. That's a nice little one. That's a lovely the little, lovely little warm up. That. <laughs> that is that is. If ever the, the 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 line from a manager, no injuries today, lads. Yeah. Uh, would never <laughs> yeah. be uttered. It would be in that game, wouldn't it? Um, Stevie Bruce though has had the big conversations. He said, sorry, the big conversations are still to be had over his future at Newcastle. Uh, he's insisted that he will crack on with plans for the summer until he hears otherwise. <laughs> you still thinking about Brucey? <laughs> Spur, Spur loves Brucey, don't you? He loves a bit of Brucey, don't you? Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> What's he got planned for the summer then? I've no idea, but he's going to crack he's on with it. He's going to crack on with it, yeah. Uh, a few <laughs> underwhelming signings and more of the same, please. Yeah. Someone shared the gif on um, Twitter yesterday. I just come across it in my timeline of John Joe Shelby when he was playing for Liverpool having a massive pop at Ferguson going, that's your fucking fault. That's your fault when he got sent off. He said he felt like a bit of an idiot after, but whenever he walked through the town talking to Roy Keane and high fives, everyone was absolutely right. loving it. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, anyway. dear me. Also this weekend, the uh, SPL is coming to a close. Um, Rangers play Aberdeen on Saturday with a chance to finish their league campaign unbeaten. Um, I mean... They've been, I mean, ridiculous. They've been remarkable in the league. Yeah. They'll be disappointed the way it's gone in the Cups. Because if you think about, well, Brendan Rodgers' all-conquering Celtic side, you know, the Invincibles, they won all the league. Well, they, they didn't win every game. I think they only drew, drew four games or something like that in the league. They were unbelievably good and they won the Cups. Yeah. So that was a proper undefeated. None of this, oh, just in the league. No, even you're having a pop at Arsenal again. Yeah, when I do it, it's out of order. I'm not having a pop at anyone yeah. other <laughs> well, than Arsenal. To be Arsenal. fair, Rangers have only drawn five games in the league. This Rangers league. have been incredible. Their defence has scored more goals than they've conceded. <laughs> they've the scored, they've conceded 10 goals in the league. That is absolutely... And not at all a reflection on the rest of the league. <laughs> no, but still though, you can win the league and then you can win the league and yeah. Rodgers won the league and Gerrard has bloody well won the league as well in... in Incredible fashion. They have been superb. Even the Europa League obviously ended well, bitterly disappointingly, yeah. uh, obviously with the events that happened against Slavia Prague. Um, but but they've been great this season. There's absolutely no denying that. And uh, they have a chance to go unbeaten in the league campaign, which is always uh, That's an incredible achievement. You've still got to go and do it. You've still exactly. got to go and do it. Absolutely but the right. dandy stand in their way. Yeah, the dandy dons. Could spoil that little party. Uh, Scott Brown will make his final appearance for Celtic, fittingly against his old club Hibs. 
on the weekend as well. He had a send-off at Parkhead on Wednesday night where he, where he spoke to a Celtic TV post-match. Uh, as the interview was about to start, Brown cut in and said, play that song again, it's a great tune. Do just, the accent. Oh, what was Brown? It doesn't really matter. Just, yeah. oh, should I just do Craig Brown? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do his dad, yeah. <laughs> play that song again, it's a great tune. Just put Scooter on. Fuck me, this isn't live. It was. <laughs> it was live. Now do it like Ramsey. Yeah, it did, fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, that was a very poor uh, 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 Scott Brown impression there, but you'll, you'll, I'm sure but, I've got enough credit in the bank when it comes you, to you have to do Scottish what you impressions. Do. I mean, I understand if you may not have the long-term motivation to work on your Scott Brown impression. Yeah. It may not come up again. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You went away with Nick Hewer and you worked on it and you came back a better impressionist. Indeed, yeah. So you can do it. Play that song again. <laughs> <laughs> so, again Sean Connery. No, I always like Sean Connery, Mark. Uh, that was, that was Sean. Yeah. You know. I thought you were doing Nick Hewer. I can do Nick Hewer if you want. Go on then. It's time for Betway's Fall to Score. <laughs> Not yet, it isn't. Luke Moore is a product man. Always has been, always will be. Do Pingu. <laughs> That's for special occasions. Right, it's time for Betway's Fall to Score, no matter what Nick Hewer says. Um, <laughs> entry to Betway's Fall to Score is free each week pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand please make your selections your selections uh, before, before the first game for the T's and C's apply game one the bravest of all the boys as ever is Marcus Speller it's Crystal Palace v Aston Villa um, it's a barn burner <laughs> I mean what, what, what more can I say yeah I mean I just thought to myself surely it won't be another nil-nil uh, no. involving Aston right, Villa nothing nothing well nothing nothing uh, yeah. Watkins will be back he's going to score the first goal I gave him this one by the way this <laughs> no, you never. I did you, you, I was already writing it down he was almost, almost in tears he was yeah. before. what do I pick can I pick Sam Milosevic no he doesn't play for them anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can't Sam-o. have Dwight York Game, what about Sasa Churchich that's, wow even less likely to score yeah Slightly more likely to score than anyone for Crystal Palace. <laughs> uh, game number two is Spurs v Wolves uh, on Sunday. Vish, you're up, my friend. Can I say it like Connery? If you want to. Song Hyun Min. Actually, sorry, that was a bit Bane. That's Nelson Mandela. That was packed full of celebrity. It that was. One. He does loads of impressions at the same time. That, oh, you've raised the bar. Anyway, we've got to get through this section. Mm. Song Hyun Min, fine. <laughs> um, game number three is Andy Brassel. Here we go. As much as I would love to believe West Brom will go out with the last hurrah, it's all on for Liverpool now after that win at Old Trafford on Thursday night. And a bit of recency bias here, maybe. But I'm going for Roberto Firmino. I feel he's at the start of something big. It's going to be him to score first. He's picked Roberto Firmino in West Brom v Liverpool. But more importantly, Andy Brassel has delivered a voice note (laughs) in under 15 seconds. Incredible scenes. Whatever happens now, we are the true winners here. Game number four, Everton v Sheffield United. That's me, Sunday night. I've gone for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So in uh, summary, Ollie Watkins, Son Heung-Min, Roberto Firmino, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Four big players here. Four chances of actually getting a win here. Um, If you want to play along for a chance to win 50,000, it's available every week. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's apply. 18 plus and do gamble responsibly. For more information on responsible gambling, do head to begambleaware.org. Okay, it's the time that at least 20% of you listening have been waiting for. (laughs) It's time for this. One of those games is quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. Yes, indeed. It's time for Luke's game. Here we go. Marcus Feller v Vishanth Raja. No title belt on the line today. Marcus has been the number one contender for quite a long time, but he's fallen just short. Who is about now? Brassel? Brassel, yeah. He's had it for a while. Had it for a wee while. Marcus, anything to say on that? Yeah, he got away with it, didn't he? Against me the other other week. Keeps getting away with it, doesn't he? Yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah. But I'm looking forward to this exhibition match against yeah. Fish. You know what they're chanting on, on Marcus Mount at the What's moment? What's that? Spella Bumbaye, Spella Bumbaye. What's that? It's from um, when we were kings. Ali versus Foreman, mate. And I was thinking earlier. Any the... references in the last thirty years, lads? Yeah. <laughs> Anything is what? That was Ali, team... ver... Ali versus Foreman isn't well known enough. Yeah. Fucking hell! No, 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 it's me... the most globe-straddling sporting event of all time. <laughs> let, let me put this in. Let me. It was. Let yeah. me. Let me put this into context. Muhammad Ali beat the guy who created the George Foreman grill fish. Yeah. That's impressive, <laughs> exactly. isn't it? Because all his fat was running downhill. That's Marcus, why. Don't talk about the fucking man walking on the moon because <laughs> 1969s so a fish won't know about it. Fucking hell. <laughs> Anyway, I was going to say one thing that we one thing we could do next time Kate Mason's back in. Mm. It's not Marcus Mound, mm. it's Mason Mount. Yeah, Mason Mount, Masonette. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that works as well. She's got to get her own mount though. Yeah, that works as well. Mm. I remember once being—I might have told this story before. But I remember once being at a music festival mm. um, and chatting to some people. Pat Nevin. And uh, no, Pat Nevin. <laughs> well, that's another story. Yeah. Another time. <laughs> that is uh, a genuine. Yeah, no, I was, at, I was at a music festival with a few friends. Mm. Uh, a lot of us standing around, and there was, a lo- there was another group of people who were talking to mm. us. And there's a few guys and a few girls talking about uh, music. And one of the girls had a Marilyn Manson T-shirt on. Mm. And uh, one of my friends said, "Oh, are you a Marilyn Manson fan?" And and she went, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a Mansonette." And he said, "I thought that was a flat with stairs." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That anyway, good. anyway, right. Uh, um, laptops down, please, Vish, if you don't mind. Um, I oh, see- shit, I forgot my pad. Uh-oh. Well, it's up to you. Sorry, That's we're, on you. we're sealed in now. Yeah, That's on you. Days, Play yeah. to the whistle. Uh, I can see Marcus's <laughs> tablet, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus, you are the ranked contender here, so yeah, Vish yeah. gets to go first. The first player has played for 13 clubs in total. Big start. It's a 13. big start. Yeah, 13 clubs in total. He retired in 2019. As I always say, if you get some of these, I'll give you the money myself. It's Samuel Eto'o. Oh, Samuel to, I need to dig in my arm. Here. Oh, blimey. This is, this is where you need your pen and paper. You know you're on a Friday. You know it's going to be Luke's game. You haven't brought a pen and paper in. It's the personal responsibility I can't stand. <laughs> Take responsibility. Oh, God. All right. Um... So Samuel Eto'o, um, 13 clubs in total. I need a number from you, please, as soon as possible, Vish. I am going to go with... I'm going to start with... Six. It's very good. By the way, listeners, Marcus never writes anything down. So no. he, he's um, always Jimmy White, you know. Yeah. <laughs> always failing the final. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> six is a big it's probably in the slot that I'd say. Six. Yeah. I've got all right, seven. Gotta go seven, haven't I? Eight from you, Vish? Um nah, I'll take, take you. Big take start. Seven. So you're gonna go seven. Okay, okay, I want you to do them one at a time. I've mm-hmm. got to make a note of them because there's so many of them and I'll get massive trouble from mm-hmm. anyone yep. if I get this wrong. So go ahead, one at a time. Seven clubs that Samuelettos played for. Inter. That's correct. Barcelona. That's also correct. That's two. Uh, Chelsea. Yep. Um, Angie. Oh, nice. Yeah. How do you remember that? I remember he went there for big, big money. That's four. When they were splashing the cash. Now, this is where it gets a little bit... Um, Everton. Very well remembered. That's five. Right. You need right. one more. Right, you need one more. Uh, oh, two no, you need two, two more, more, sorry. Two, two more. more, sorry. Yeah, do it. Do it um, Real Mallorca? Where's that come Brilliant. from? Brilliant, yeah. Where's Leroy come from? <laughs> and one more. Um, this is a very good performance. Let's so have fun. a little showboat. Leganes. Leganes is correct. Now, I wasn't sure. It's 1 0. Espanol and Real Madrid? Real Madrid was one I had, but. Started his sure. career at Real Madrid. Yeah. Did he play for Espanol? He did, yeah. Oh, oh no, actually, sorry. He he did sign for a job. He didn't play for them. Right, okay. Okay, yeah. okay. that's why I was a bit. Yeah. I, I was a bit so, Espanol? 
will um I just said Espanyol. He did say uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did play. I could have No, 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 no. Sorry. So let me get this clear. Sorry. He he started this career at Real Madrid, he did play for them. Okay. He went to Espanyol but didn't play. Oh, okay, right, okay. right, right. Real Madrid, right, right. Leganes, uh, Mallorca, Barcelona, Inter, Angie, Chelsea, Everton, Sampdoria, Antalya Sport, Conor. Sampdoria, wow. Oh, he played and a few, yeah. Qatar SC. Player number two, though, you get to go first this time. Oh. Uh, he's played for six clubs in total. Mm. He retired in 2016. Mm. He is Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Yeah. Long career. 16-year career. Yeah. Not to be sniffed at. Not to be. So I presume you're very familiar with it. Although judging Reed. by your face, I'm not sure you are. <laughs> Andy Reid. You won the lap, so the pressure's off to an extent. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Vicious counting on his fingers because of his own poor admin. <laughs> um, is, is it gamesmanship? We'll find out. Ah, oh, this is frustrating. Andy bloody Reid. I'll go three. Vish? I'll go four. Oh, five from you? No. Surely not. No. Okay, Vish, one at a time, please. Four clubs that Andy Reid's played for. Nottingham Forest. Two spells. Tottenham. That's correct. Sunderland. Also correct. One more to go to tie it up. Yeah. Um, Andy. Andy Reid. He's four, stalling. He's stalling. He's stalling. stalling. Didn't have four. Well, are you going to push him or not? Derby County. It's always a safe bet. Yeah, probably not. Not that safe though, is it? Did he play for Hull? Uh, I'm going to tell you who you played for. Ooh. Nottingham Forest, Spurs, Charlton, Sunderland. Charlton, I didn't know that. Sheffield Idiot. United, Sheffield United, Blackpool, mm. and then ended his career back at Forest. Ah, uh, okay. So, so that's why I went through because I thought the fourth. I thought, well, did he play for Hull? Well, so I knew the three. I was like, I've got, to, I've got to play the game, haven't I? No, that's well played. I, I admire that in a man. Okay, here we go. Player number three, Vish, you're up first. You're two down with three to play. So it's serious now. Need to make a move. <laughs> Seven clubs in total. Still playing. Still playing. Will be familiar to millions. Um, Fernando Llorente Fernando Llorente very handsome man played up front still plays up front mm. enjoyable to watch I always found quite a graceful player not quick not necessarily that quick but an enjoyable player to watch seven clubs in total Vish how many can you name four I was going to say, I'd be surprised if he couldn't do at least three. Marcus, do I hear five from you to bring it home? To still be on for the whitewash? Yeah. I'll go five. Ooh, Vish. Six out of seven clubs <laughs> that Urente's played for is a tough ask. Yeah, I think I'll... Um... Ooh. Whatever little spin. Do you want to go out on your shield or not? Do you want to go out on your own terms or not? So what you got to ask yourself. He's bid five. Need a number from you now. Yes. Um, oh, God. You know what? I'll, go, I'll, I'll follow my own sword. Yeah, I'll do six. Okay, six clubs. Bloody well, hell. Well, said, do you want to do seven? <clears throat> I don't, and I'm very impressed with that, Vish. Well, I mean, well. Really. No, he had no, about... no, I know, but I love the bit of the swashbuckling style. You know why he's impressed with that? Because he had about two. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was, I'm very confident with four. Okay. Fifth one, I, th- I thought, maybe. But okay, I'm, I'm, six. I'm, I'm impressed. Six clubs that Fernando Llorente has played for, of the seven he's played for, and I will be. This will be Alan Boxing. <laughs> That's the bar. Yeah, go ahead. It's athletic. Athletic Bill Bay started his career yeah. right. Yeah, correct. Uh, Swansea. Oh, by the way, if anybody says, "Hang on," he says athletic. That 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 is athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah that's fair. It's all good. What was it? Swansea. Yeah. Yeah. That's two. Spurs. 
There's three. You're halfway there. Juventus. That's four. How many have you all got? Six. Yeah, you got four. You got you got two. You got two more to get, and there's three left. Um. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know, but I, I figured I, I might as well. Because you're gonna win, and I can at least I can try and claw something back in the next two. But I'd, I'd I would need to come on play some part in the losing of it. Save it, <laughs> save, it save it for your book. Give me a give me a club. Come on, be shitting. Yeah, I've just had a complete mind back. Um, Find out. Oh no, Athletic Bilbao. It's a win for Marcus. So I'm actually before I give you the list of clubs, I'm actually going to press this button here. Marcus Speller wins. Yes, indeed, it's another win for Marcus Speller. Mumbai, Speller, Mumbai. Athletic Bilbao, Juventus, Sevilla, Swansea, Sevilla, Sevilla, Napoli. Oh, I was going to say Napoli, and I thought, and do you know what? Mad. He's currently at fuck. Currently at oh Udinese. I would, I didn't know that. Do you know what Sevilla were the one that for the fifth club I had? I thought for some reason I had Valencia in my head and Sevilla, and I, I was thinking Sevilla. We've talked about strategy in this game before, Vish, and you didn't listen to a word I no, said. No, but I haven't played this in a while. I know, I'd, I'd also, but I have listened in a while, and I thought it was interesting that the amount of time I got, I'd love to measure it against what Mason gets. Oh, don't start that. Yeah, you can measure it all you like. <laughs> right, let's see if we can get a consolation. <laughs> measure it in your own time. <laughs> you. um, so, um, play at number four would be Marcus going first. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, he's played for seven clubs in total. It's Pippo mm-hmm. Inzaghi. Ooh. Which is really interesting to me. Because I would have guessed that Pippo Inzaghi's played for about two clubs, but apparently he's played for seven. So, any any of them you can name? Three. Okay. Vish? Uh, four. Name your four. Name your four. Seems like the thing to me to do. Yeah. Just to, I just played with a straight bat against know, yeah. so Four you, clubs that Pippo Inzaghi's played for. Juventus. Um, yes, that's correct, yeah. AC Milan. Obviously, yeah. Parma. Yeah, he did play for Parma. Ah! Lazio. No, that it's his wrong? brother. Yeah. yeah uh, Atalanta was the other club. That's also correct. So Piacenza, Albino Lefe, Hellas Verona, Parma, Atalanta, Juventus, and 11 years at Milan. Final Milan. player is uh, Vish up first to avoid the whitewash now. Serious now. Five clubs in total. Spella. Stop it. One of the, <laughs> Don't, get the, re- Don't get the reference. Don't get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best haircuts in Premier League history. Five clubs in total. Marouane Shamak. Shamak. A.K.A. Return of Shamak. Mm. How many do you reckon you can do? I reckon I could do three. Marcus? Let him do his three. <laughs> yeah, every time it's the same. <laughs> yeah, go Bordeaux. Then, do two and get one wrong. Bordeaux. <laughs> there you go. Arsenal. There you Correct. go. There it is. He gets his one. There you are. It's Bordeaux, Arsenal, West Ham, Crystal Palace and... West Ham. Who could forget the two appearances for Cardiff City? Cardiff City. Everyone is the answer. Well played, Marcus. Did you know Cardiff? No. Yeah, that's mad. Mm. There you go. A good win for Marcus Speller. Well easy, played. Another game next easy. week. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of uh, the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway for today. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the football on the weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Oh, thank you very much, Luke. That's all right. <laughs> I'll enjoy the football. Thanks very much. Thank you very much, Rafish Ihandaraja. Thank you. Oh, no, that, what was that? that was, <laughs> just do your own voice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Use your own name. See you on Monday. <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.